0: Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established wickedly smart women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the wickedly smart women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest.
1: And welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today we welcome our special guest, Rebecca Randolph. Rebecca is an intuitive healing facilitator for the Sensitive Woman Entrepreneur. She guides them so they may integrate their whole selves and become the leaders they are meant to be without suffering with the limitations and burdens of overwhelm or insecurity. Rebecca nurtures and supports the sensitive women entrepreneur to let go of the ugly duckling syndrome and become the swan that rules the lake with their grace beauty, and power. So I'm very delighted to have you here on the show today, Rebecca, the queen of the swans. So exciting. I love swan medicine. It's such such a graceful, beautiful, powerful medicine. So thank you so much for bringing that medicine to uh, the Wickedly Smart Women podcast today. And I am delighted to have you here on the show.
2: And I am delighted to be here and honored to have you be here for us to share our time together and just honor and grow and and help other women and other men and, and everyone else that's in our force field to become who they are, you know, designed meant to be. So it's an honor. And and this is only the
1: beginning. Yes, it is, Rebecca. So I want to start because you are really stepping much more powerfully yourself into a leadership role and you're getting yourself out there. And so one of the things that I like to talk about is the calling and the calling to come into leadership and being led to leadership. So if you could talk a little bit to just let our listeners know a little bit of your backstory about the calling and what has been pulling you forward, what has been inspiring you to keep taking the steps and getting yourself out there and becoming more visible.
2: Right. Well, I came from, I mean, I came from a really easy kind of a background, you know, everything was kind of simple and things got handed to me in a certain way. But then when I got older I I got into these abusive relationships and, you know, self-destructive tendencies and things like that. And, you know, I kind of crumbled down in a way, but I realized, like, it's, sometimes it takes that crumbling down to get to know the leader that you are. You know, I came from good roots, but, you know, we we all don't go in a linear way. And so my progress was going through this process of, like, everything's great and everything's completely dissolved and wrong or a shit show pardon my french but when we get to rebuild ourselves it's almost like we're rebuilding everyone else that's in our world and we become humble you know i like to say life works in three ways life first happens to us we're a victim then it happens for us we're a student then it happens through us and we're a teacher
3: Mm
2: -hmm. So at this point, it's like, I want life to work through me so that I can teach others to be confident and to understand that life can work through you. We're not victims of our past or what we think is the future. And so that's really what got me to the leadership place is going from victim to student to teacher.
1: Beautiful.
2: experiences. I love so, that. So I want to actually take
1: a moment with that because I think that's a really powerful point and I I feel like it's something that we can really offer our women. The yeah. question I have for you because this has been my own experience is and I I'm curious if it's also yours I feel like sometimes we're in the two, sometimes we're in the four, and sometimes we're in the through in different areas of our life. Absolutely. So um, we can be really maybe in our business, life is coming through us and we're being the teacher, but maybe in our relationship with, you know, the opposite sex, life is happening to us. Mm -hmm. So do you Mm -hmm. feel like that is something that you notice? Is it, is it, Or do do people that you work with, or has it in your own experience been an experience where, you know, if you're still in two, you're in two no matter what?
2: No, I mean, you know, it's so funny. I was actually at a bus stop yesterday and there was a sign, it said something like your feelings or your feelings. And there was a little thing at the bottom that says healing does not happen in a linear way. So we're all pockets of information and we can, we can pull from, the strengths of our business and then we don't have to be guilt or feel suffering or like, Oh, but, but I'm not, I'm not married or this. And like, we all have fluctuations. We all have different parts of our identity, you know? And it, to me, it's a flow state when we get that hook or that alignment, you know, and it's intention because some people are like, I want a business. They make that happen. And then they, they might say, well, I'm not ready for a relationship that's too emotionally Scary for me, and that's okay. And at some point, like you just, we get to have that intention of what do we desire and how can we line that up. And there's nothing wrong with having the business that works or the relationship. Like some people have a good relationship, and they're this, you know, that's not going well. It's just what we choose and what we align with, and it's all okay. Like I really love to reiterate that that whatever we're making work in our life we get, we get to focus on that and maybe that will infiltrate the other areas but there's no reason to diss yourself or berate yourself or feel guilty because one area is working well and the others is- not as up to par with that. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. So I like to ask a lot of leadership questions for our Wickedly Smart Women audience, because I think that it's really important for all women to be stepping into their sovereignty. So one piece in my mind of stepping into sovereignty is really valuing your own vision. So -hmm. can you talk a little bit, Rebecca, about the vision that you had for Uh, working with sensitive women entrepreneurs, the swans, and helping them to stop being ugly ducklings and turning into swans. Can you tell us about that vision, number one? And number two, can you tell us some of the things that you did either internally or as external action steps to really value that vision and make it matter and make it come into life?
2: Yeah. So the vision really got solidified. And I love how you say sovereignty, because that's something as women or men we need to just be complete. So my vision was really in a way to be sovereign. And once I'm sovereign, how can I help that reach out to other people? That was the first step, you know, and my vision was really on empowering women and empowering people, empowering a sense of confidence, especially with sensitive people. I grew up as an empath, like I'm an empath. There's not everyone is, but you know, we're on that same. And so it's a different type of empowerment. It's not like our egos are busting at the seams. We're kind of like, well, we're not good enough. Like it's the opposite ego. So it's coming into that place of like confidence, but without arrogance and that sovereignty. You know, once I got that, it was like, okay, girl, you got a responsibility to help other people get to that same place. Like it was just a sense of responsibility and knowing it's it's not going to be perfect. I'm not going to say everything the right way. You know, things are going to be awkward. I'll get this and that. But it was just this sense of like, i 'm able to help others, mm. not that I have to, I get to.
3: Mm. I want to
2: have a voice. I want to share that. People deserve to be nurtured, and my, my leadership is more nurturing mm. as opposed to get your shit together it 's like, no, I want to nurture you mm. so you can get to the next place
1: mm. beautiful
2: that so sense? There's,
1: yeah, totally there 's a couple of pieces in there that I want to pick up on. One is you just use the words get to. So uh, once upon a time, long, long ago, and far, far away, I mm-hmm. had the privilege of sitting at the feet of a man, speaker, mm-hmm. who was actually the CEO of a $100 million company. And he ended up in tears on the stage because three weeks before, one of his employees had been injured in the Boston Marathon bombing. And it was mm-hmm. the most heart-opening experience of my life to to actually see this powerful man up on the stage being real and vulnerable. And one thing that their philosophy is, one of the things that was part of his talk was this idea of get to. And so can you talk a little bit more about the idea of get to rather than having a to-do list, having your get to-do list? Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So when we're in victim mode, It's like life is we have to do this, like we have to pay our bills. But but at the end of the day, really, when you look at the truth of it, you don't have to do anything. You could not pay your bills. You may be homeless. You may have these consequences. But when you can, can get to a place of, wow, I get to wake up in the morning and I get to do this, I get to... Have these conversations. I get to, you know, enjoy warm water on my skin. Like, even that level of, I get to do this. I don't have to. And it just, it's a mindset shift. And I now, I speak to myself as, oh, guess what? I get to take the trash out today. You know, wow, that's cool. It's not going to smell in my apartment. Oh, I have to take, you know, I get to live. And it's a point of, like, I get to live. Mm And what's that all about? It's like beginner's mind. The curiosity just keeps going and going. I get to do oh, what do I get to do next? Mm. I don't have to do anything.
1: Well, and what I'm hearing there too is that you're come from is as a sense of it's almost a sense of both curiosity and celebration. It sounds right. like there's a celebration in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're celebrating that we're already like halfway through the, this okay. this interview, uh, so we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more with Rebecca uh, about empathy and about you know maybe setting boundaries and a few other things that might be of service for our listeners. And right now, we're going to take a very short break. We will be back with her in just a moment. And right now I want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. Uh, We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners in... I feel like I want to shout out to our listeners in New Hampshire, which is where I live. I don't think I've ever actually shouted out to our listeners in New Hampshire. So I'm going to shout out to our listeners in New Hampshire, and we will be right back with Rebecca Randolph.
0: The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today once again that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application and we are back with rebecca
1: randolph rebecca can be found at her website outsmart.com And we will give you that information in the show notes, but let me spell it out for you because she actually has the word heart right in the middle of her website name. So it's www.outsmheart.com, And there you can sign up for her blog and her weekly love letters. I love that idea. And please make sure to let her know when you do connect with her that you connected with her through the Wickedly Smart Women podcast. So before we went to the break, you were talking about empathy and ego. And one thing that you said in uh, that little piece was, as empaths, that we often feel that we're not good enough. And so I wanted to actually talk a little bit about empathy and about you know our energy, our sensitivity, our perceptivity, which I call the ESP, and leading from intuition. Is it true that all empaths don't feel good, you know, are are in that place of not feeling good enough or, and and here's my perception, Rebecca, my perception is that oftentimes as an empath, I will pick up on the underlying not good enough feeling of the egoic presenting person and accidentally think that that's mine. Exactly. And And so I'd love to have you talk about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's kind of the definition of an empath is that we are kind of bobbing around this world feeling everyone else's energy. That's the definition. It's, it's like we have our own sense of identity, but it's so tied into others and our energy, be, their energy becomes ours. And that's where the gift is, but it takes quite a lot of process and quite a lot of probably tragedy and suffering at least in my life at this you know whatever but that's that's where we're coming from and once we get to realize it's a gift as opposed to a curse because we're feeling everyone else's crap we get to we get we get to and in a way we do because as empaths other people listening like we are in a way like not to be egotistical, but people are like, if we stand by somebody as empathic, like you pull their energy in, like at the grocery store, I'm constantly working or like I get to connect with these energies and have a conversation with somebody at the market or something that's having a bad day and I help them smile. And now I know I'm feeling their energy for a moment. And it's like, we can turn it around. That's the other side of it. Mm -hmm. But it's true is the empathic way is pulling in like we're like little magnets and, and most people are suffering so deeply that we just kind of suck it in as like a river. And it takes quite a bit of time and energy. At least I have realized, I think these kids that are being born now that have certain, it's a process and it's a, it's a skill Mm -hmm. That when we own it, we get to live in a way. We get to live in a way that is beautiful. I mean, we're sensitive to the suffering, but also to the joy and Mm -hmm. also to the brilliance. Yeah. Being alive right now is what we're we're able to assimilate and feel Mm -hmm. on a really deep level. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. So one challenge that I'll just put myself right in the spotlight (laughs) that I've experienced myself, and I know a lot of other women leaders experience Mm -hmm. because of the empathy muscle that we have, or the Mm -hmm. empathy gift that we have, Mm -hmm. is the challenge with what I call big-hearted boundaries, like setting those big-hearted boundaries. I know that for myself, I've learned over time to be exceptionally more discerning yes. when I am feeling feelings of what's mine and what's not mine. And my own personal pattern of behavior was actually to suppress all my own feelings in oh, yeah. service to feeling everybody else's feelings and, and resolving them. So can yeah. you talk a little bit about uh, boundaries? Is this something that you work with your clients on? You know, Can you give our listeners an immediately actionable step or two that they could take to be able to both honor and appreciate their gift of empathy and at the same time accentuate their capacity to be discerning and, and be leading from a place of feeling empowered rather than overwhelmed. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So this is how I do it. When I have an emotion of feeling good or a sense of neutrality, then there's, there's a baseline of it's neutrality. It's not me, it's not them. So if I'm around someone and I feel this sense of sort of discomfort, I actually know it's them and it's not me. And I I say to myself, thank you, body, for picking up that feedback. It's like biofeedback from an energy system. And your body, the second you go, this is not me, this is them, you will feel differently. Your body will react differently and you can respond to them instead of react. You can say, you know, I can really relate to your problem. And you don't take it on as if you were them. It's like the mirroring part. You know, even we have mirror neurons, like we mirror, but you get to a point and it's like, you can mirror, but you also can be the leader. And as a leader, an empathic leader, we can mirror. We know that because it feels weird, it feels awkward, but then we go, no, switch the gears. That's their feeling. And I'm here as their leader. And you kind of, create like this bubble of neutrality. That's what I like. It's like neutrality. And then you can handle all their crap in a certain way that it doesn't infiltrate you. And you can you can guide them. And, and if you need a boundary, you can say, I'm happy to be here with you and spend time with you. And this is my homework for you. If it's a client, this is what I'd like to share. And thank you. And I need to go do this. Mm. Like it's direct and it's clear and it's loving. Sure. Direct, clear, loving. Direct, clear, and
1: loving. We love direct, clear, and loving. DCL. (laughs) Direct, clear, and loving. DCL. Okay. I love acronyms. I really love acronyms. Well, I like I'd like to have you talk a little bit about, you know, like obviously you are a sensitive woman. So you're literally talking the walk and walking the talk. I'd love to have you talk a little bit about what maybe some of your biggest challenges have been in your own entrepreneurial journey, whether it's, you know, your relationship with money, overwhelming yourself by being too creative, uh, you know, having boundary issues with your clients or any of those things. If you could like pull open the kimono for us and let us know that, uh, you know, I want our listeners to know that we are definitely not perfect
2: no but we're doing our best right and that's the beauty of it it's like that's to me is just it's the potential of growth and loveliness and you know and maybe even right now I'm trying to articulate the words because I want I don't want to get it right I want to give our audience something that they can use and no, like my level of humility in the last few years like I'm humble. Like humility is what it is in a way. And we don't have to be perfect. We don't, we can't, it's not even, we don't, we can never be perfect. And if we feel like, again, I'll repeat, if we start to feel a sense of depression or pain, it's because we're pulling in some other energy and just knowing that, you know, or even letting it come in, it's okay. Like, if we're suffering for some reason, it's okay. And, and just trying to navigate towards, I know I'm not perfect. I never will be because what's true is true and what's good can always get better. Mm. So there's never perfect.
1: Mm. Beautiful. I
2: you love know, that. There's layers. There's so many layers. There's infinite layers.
3: Mm.
2: Like who's perfect in this world? Is Oprah Winfrey perfect? I don't know no (laughs) and she'd be the first person to say on her super soul something like there is like perfection is just it's an unattainable thing and when we can just pull down into our own selves going yeah you know what fuck yeah I'm not perfect today and I still love myself Mm. and I'm still worthy of living and enjoying myself and doing my thing yeah whatever that is you know Yeah,
1: beautiful. Well, and and evaluating what's ours to do is an important part of leadership as well. Like what is ours to do? So I have one final question for you because you do work with business owners, women entrepreneurs, you're an entrepreneur yourself. You know, I think that one of the biggest challenges that most, I see most women have is actually in the asking for money conversation, in the sales conversation. And particularly empathic women, empathic entrepreneurs Because once you have, you know, you're in a conversation with somebody, a sales conversation with somebody, Mm -hmm. whether it's one to one or one to many, a few things happen. Like your own money stuff comes up, their money stuff comes up, whatever problem they're presenting is also coming up, and you're feeling everything, and you're also desiring to create a, you know, a sale or a relationship if it's the right fit. So, can you speak a little bit about money and the money relationship, and specifically about asking for money? And anything that you can offer our our women to help them just really feel more confident, maybe. If you have an immediately Absolutely. actionable step that they could take during a sales conversation or to prep for a sales conversation, that would be awesome.
2: Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, the amount that we value ourselves, we equate that to a, a monetary thing, like our rates, you know, having that but at the same time, when we're we're speaking to a woman that's a potential client and we're looking at her like thinking, oh, does she have the money? Like we get to project onto this woman that she has the resources to invest and money is energy. So the more money, I mean, I've done low end things, High, the higher end you get, the more return on your investment is, bottom line. And you, a sales conversation is, I want to connect with you. If you want what I have to offer, great. If not, we can chat again later. It's not about being desperate. That's another thing I have. There's a difference between inspiration and desperation. And that's when you get to a place where your heart is so open and full and you want to help people, you know that the money is just an energy flow. And you say, these are my rates. This is what I'm offering. This is the deal if you want to work with me, work with me, that's fabulous. But if you don't, that's okay. Mm -hmm. There's other options. And I'm not going to get into tit for tat with anyone. I've been there. I did sales in so many different ways. It will show up. When you Mm -hmm. trust that, you trust your own value. You trust what you're worth. You know what you're worth. It it will show up.
1: Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love it. And it will show up because you are magnetizing that to you. You're magnetizing the the clients and, and, and so
2: forth. Yeah. Yeah. The more they actually pay you, the more value they get. Absolutely. Like, the circulation is just, so like some client could say, like, you know, I've had people say, can I give you more money? <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, okay. And it's kind of hard for me to say like, I'm like yes, thank you, and the the mutual benefit it just it flows.
1: It's beautiful.
2: Well, we are already at the end of the show. It's
1: amazing how quickly this goes, and I want to thank all of our uh, listeners again. I want to uh, also encourage you to send us feedback because we do love feedback. Let us know what you thought of today's show, or send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at Wickedly Smart Women. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are wonderful women.
0: Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.